Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and I'm grateful that we have a poem submission for this week. And as we start to turn our attention toward our holistic journey home, I'm grateful to read the words of Cassandra Naomi Stewart. And Cassandra's poem is entitled, I'm Trying to Find Myself. And it reads, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm drifting from one end to another, pacing in my mind's eye, just floating. What do I do with these emotions? I'm happy, then I'm sad. I'm content, then I'm mad. I'm everything in between. There is no way around them, just have to feel every bit of it. I'm bent and broken over this life. I've lived with no intent of anything. I want to be myself. I want to feel fulfilled. I want to be gracefully and wonderfully me. How do I do that if I don't feel comfortable in my skin? I find every excuse to back down from every win. I find myself upset with the choices from within. Unsettled, uneased, not at rest with myself, it seems. I want to be, but I don't know how to be. I am just completely beside myself. I want to welcome myself home to myself. I want to be everything I am and who I was meant to be. All the glorious sunflower bestows, standing tall and beautiful and stronger than ever. I want to learn how to do just that, you know? Yes, we do know, Cassandra. Yes, we do know this journey of trying to find ourselves, dealing with our emotions, processing through our identity and the desire for transformation, for growth, for healing, and not always being clear of the way. And this is the reason we gather uh, in this space as co-journers that together we can map out our way and there will be dips and detours and we'll try some lanes and some pathways that turn out to be dead ends. And then we give ourselves grace and permission uh, to shift, to turn directions and to try again. And so Cassandra, thank you so much for voicing through your poem, uh, the questions that many people feel as we are on this journey. And so today we're going to talk about healing from unbalanced relationships, healing from unbalanced relationships. And this is in response to a request 
that one of you sent in uh, that is dealing with, I'll say in her language, uh, breakup from a booty call uh, when uh, one person wanted one thing, in this case, a sexual relationship, or maybe both of them initially wanted that, um, but then you uh, develop feelings and end up wanting more. And so there can be a lack of balance. So whether you're in a circumstance that started off as a sexual relationship or it developed another way, but you are able to see that there is a lack of balance, that you feel very strongly for them and they seem more uh, casual or less invested than you, what do we do with that? And I want to speak to it from two different aspects. One is if you're still in it and trying to figure out what you want to do, and then to address also those who, like uh, our listener who requested the topic, uh, that the relationship or situationship uh, has already ended and trying uh, to heal and to recover. And so let me say for those who are already out of it. So at some point you were with someone uh, and you felt like you loved them more, wanted them more, liked them more, were more invested in your time, in your energy, in your everything uh, than they were. And so whether the relationship ended because you became frustrated with that and you ended it, or whether it ended because they felt like you wanted too much, so they ended it, uh, for whatever reason, it has come to a close. And I invite you and uh, those who can relate in some way, whichever side of the seesaw you were on, uh, for us to take collective breath and show ourselves and each other compassion because what we are dealing with is a hurt heart, right? Uh, the woundedness that comes not only from uh, a relationship or situation ending, um, but also feeling unfulfilled, feeling like you're not chosen, uh, feeling like you were not enough for someone. And so I want us in this moment of sacred pause to give ourselves compassion and grace and love. And what I want to say to you, if you find yourself in that present circumstance or if it is the past, to know it is possible for you not to be aligned with a specific individual and still be a person who is worthy, worthy of love, worthy of investment, worthy of care, worthy of compassion. Sometimes we don't just feel hurt about an individual, but what it means to us, right? That if we take from that experience that somehow uh, we are less worthy or that we are insufficient, uh, then it can leave a deeper wound and a deeper cut. And the reality is uh, we don't always have to make the other person or the less invested person a monster or mean-spirited or does not 
necessarily mean there was any trickery involved, that we're not for everyone and not everyone is for us. And if we are honest and transparent, we may be able to think of some experiences in our lives when it was reverse, right? Perhaps there were times when someone was more into you than you were into them. And that you not matching their energy didn't make you a bad or terrible person, just like the person who perhaps was not as passionate, enthusiastic, excited about you uh, does not necessarily say something about their character. I think sometimes in order to heal, people feel like they have to demonize the other person or their friends or family will feel like we have to make the person who was less interested into uh, a villain. And so I invite you to embrace the truth that I will not be for everyone And that means nothing about my value, my worth, my identity, my capacity uh, to be loved, yes? And so we are each unique beings, uh, just like you are not friendly or close friends with everyone, right? We may try to be cordial or kind uh, or respectful to a number of people, but there are people that you will connect with on a deeper level uh, because of your interest or your personality or spiritually or physically for whatever reason, right? The draw will be more than with some others. And so for us to get to a place of radical self-acceptance, why is it radical? Well, it's radical because It is not dependent on everyone else's validation or approval. And I can feel some of you saying, well, I didn't need it to be everybody validating me. I just wanted it from this one particular person. But that person isn't there. And so emotionally there. Yes. And so for us to uh, give ourselves the power to define ourselves and to begin to heal and recover means clarity about what the disparity uh, or the difference in investment meant, right? And it did not mean something terrible about me, right? Now, it's one thing if you did something hurtful to this person and then they withdraw, withdrew, and then they became less invested, then it's about the action or behavior, right? So we were aligned and then I, I did a particular thing that made them back up, right? Then that part I want to be honest with myself about. And even then, it is about being reflective over my actions It's not about the core of who I am. And then as you're healing uh, from that, it will also be important to affirm yourself and engage in the things that reflect you, that reflect your interest, your hobbies, your enjoyment, uh, the things that bring you uh, alive. Because if you have placed all of your energy into a person and then they have uh, withdrawn themselves, then you can feel empty 
And so if I uh, feel empty, then I want to be mindful uh, as I go forward to not put my full identity into another person, but I want to remember who I am and to remind myself of who I am. And so doing the things uh, that used to bring you pleasure, the things you used to enjoy, creating new memories and experiences can be an important part of your healing journey. And then also being in the presence of people who get you. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say uh, jumping right back into uh, the dating arena, but friends or family members that get you uh, so that you can be reminded uh, there are people who enjoy you uh, the way that you are. There are people who connect with you the way that you are. There are people who actually enjoy being in your presence, right? Sometimes uh, we put all of our attention on those who are not invested and we can take for granted people who actually show up for us, right? Romantic or otherwise. And so take a look at your circle and if your circle is empty, that also potentially means that there was so much investment placed in this uh, other person that we neglected um, our friendships or our other connections. And so affirming yourself, doing the things that remind you of your identity and nourishing your other friendships are going to be important in the healing process while you remind yourself that their rejection or disconnection do not define your worthiness of love. Yes, I do want to speak to uh, those who are still in a relationship uh, that feels uh, unbalanced and to think about, you know, what are uh, some indicators that there's a lack of balance. And I want to start off by saying in most relationships, in all relationships, it's not going to always be 50-50 in every category, right? And so um, you want to uh, consider what is this person's love language, right? What is this person's love language? So I want to give you an example. Um, I had good friends in college. They were a couple and the woman in the relationship uh, loved uh, writing, loved words, right? So uh, she would write these cards to uh, her partner and she would like fill up all the white space in the card. She'd write and write and write. And then on like holidays, birthday or Valentine's Day, he would give her a card and it would say love comma, his name, right? And so at first she'd be so frustrated with that of like, I took all that time to write him this big long thing and like all he does is sign his name, right? Well, he's not a word person, but we look at, you know, the other ways in which he shows up for her or showed up with her at that time. This is now, what, years ago, decades ago. Um, the ways in which he showed up for her, then yes, if you want to measure it by cards and word count, it's there's a lack of balance. But uh, in the other areas in which he is uh, expresses, expressive, the ways he demonstrates his love are in some ways balanced more in his direction because it may not be what her strong suit is. Yes. So uh, before 
you get into uh, a stress about, oh, you know, this lack of balance, I invite you, if you're still in the relationship, to consider uh, love language, uh, people's particular style, their personality and way of being. And then, you know, if you're trying to reflect on, is there an extreme balance difference, right? Investment difference. Because if, you know, if it's a slight, you know, that Overall, you're both reaching for each other. You might reach out more, but it's not by much. Then we don't have to get into like counting, right? How many times did you call? How many gifts did you buy, right? We don't want to get into that routine. But uh, you want to ask yourself, what is the, the, the size of the difference? Like, is it barely noticeable to me, but I just kind of noticed it in passing? Or does it feel um, like a large difference in investment and it actually uh, bothers me, right? So if you are always the one initiating contact and communication, that may be significant, right? That the only time you all ever speak is because you call or because you text. If you are always the one to initiate physical affection, that may be a piece. And, you know, I always have to name there can be layers there. You might be uh, dealing with someone who, for various reasons, is not as invested or interested in sexual intimacy, but you want to get a sense, does that really mean a lack of investment in the relationship, right? But we also know what I encourage couples to think about is there are multiple ways to be affectionate, right? So then how, uh, what are the ways that they do initiate um, affection, right? Whether verbal or physical. Are you the one who always has to apologize and try to fix the circumstance. So like if there is a tension that um, they never apologize or they're always the one who is is quick to say, you know, never mind and not want to work on it or talk it through, that can be an area of imbalance. If you find yourself adjusting all the time for them, for their schedule, for their personality, for their needs, and there's never a consideration for your schedule, for your needs, for for your personality, right? Then there's uh, another lack of balance. And are you the one who's always making all the plans, right? Uh, That you're not only initiating all the communication, but then you're also initiating all the planning of, you know, would you like to do this? I want to do this. And the person, the other person seems to be like kind of going along with it, but less interested in that, right? Then you want to pay attention to those dynamics and also to be aware, you know, are do you feel like you give a lot of grace and acceptance of, you know, you all's differences? You know, we people grew up differently. We have different personalities, you know, some stuff you have to adjust to. Um, but do you feel like you do a lot of uh, acceptance and there is little grace uh, that flows back in your direction. And so you want to be mindful of that. Uh, one of the uh, final areas I'll mention around imbalance, although the, the list could go on, is uh, secrecy. 
So um, the person who sent in the request for this topic, you know, talked about uh, feeling um, hidden by the partner that, you know, if you're all of your family and friends know this person, know about this person, perhaps have even met this person um, and they are very intentional about not wanting people to know that they're with you, then you you can consider that another area of lack of balance. Now, of course, I will say with the privacy issue, you want to really have conversation about what the meaning is. And I just uh, say to that, for example, uh, some people are super close to their family and some people are not close to their family. So it may not mean the same thing that your family knows about this person and their family doesn't know about you because they barely talk to their family to begin with, right? Or some people have had a lot of relationships that didn't work out. And so they are um, anxious about kind of broadcasting something until it has more time to develop, right? That it has more uh, rooting. And uh, for you, it may be um, you've only had a few relationships and, you know, they've basically all been long-term relationships. So you're kind of ready to go. The other piece with that is timing, right? Some people, um, they're like, I meet a person and I know, right? <laughs> this is my person. I'm done. Like, I want to tell the world this is my person. And other people, you know, they develop uh, their feelings or their sense of safety and connection with someone over time. And it's not necessarily a rejection of you or a lack of interest. We can just have a different pace. And so you want to be thoughtful about that. So, you know, if as I'm saying uh, those pieces, or perhaps even as soon as you read the title, you recognize that there was a, a lack of balance in your relationship then it is, you know, to really uh, start, I'm going to say, from the mature, honest place of communication, right? Because I think sometimes we can have a desire, a need, an expectation uh, that we have never voiced. And if you don't say it, um, then people don't even know that it's an issue or that you are desiring something else. So, if you're kind of always the planner and you're tired of always being the planner, but they're not aware of it, they might think, oh, you just like to plan things. So, you know, you tell me what's next, right? And I'll show up, right? So what is it that uh, you desire? Or what, are, what are the areas of lack of balance? And then I would say, if you are trying um to stay in the relationship and wanting it to work, to be mindful about how you frame the request or the need or the un, the unmet need or the desire so that it's uh, not an attack, but an invitation, right? I see this a lot of times with couples when one is wanting more time and you know there's a way that you can say that, which is like an accusation of like, you never give me time, right, is one framing. And then another framing is, I would love to spend more time with you, right? It sounds different. It feels different. The 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 tone of it is, it's different. So 
Uh, what is it that you would like that would help you to feel more connected? And then expressing that by way of uh, invitation and perhaps even like what it means to you while also recognizing, uh, as I said, that people are different, right? Because then they might give a reverse answer of like, well, what I really need from you is something that's, you know, uh, maybe outside of your wheelhouse. So then uh, once you all have had communication about it, you really want to be honest with yourself and with the person of if this is going to work for you, right? And it may not, right? Perhaps you, uh, your love language is words. You want a lot of words. This is a very like nonverbal person. And they're like, I bought you these presents, right? Or, you know, they're more comfortable or they more enjoy doing than speaking. So then you all will need to decide, is it going to work for you to stay in the relationship? And it doesn't mean something bad about either person if it's not a match in that way, right? If it's not fulfilling uh, to both of you that some things can come to an end, as I said in the beginning, without there necessarily being a villain or that someone did something bad or wrong, um, it is just that the uh, the desire, the sensibility, the lifestyle, the personalities don't match up, right? Uh, another example is I know couples where they are each other's only friend, right? So they go to work, they come home, and like all of their time when they're not at work is together, right? And then there are other people who have like lots of friends, and so they spend some time with partner, they spend some time with friends, they want some time in solitude. And if, uh, if both of you are good with that, then that will flow beautifully. If one person is feeling abandoned or neglected, it doesn't mean that person is terrible, right? Because some people will get into a judgment about that and say, oh, if you want a lot of a person's time, then like you're needy or weak or undeveloped. No, it just means you have a, a different uh, relationship desire than this person um, is willing or able or wanting to meet. But guess what? There are people like you, right? There are people like you. So instead of us trying to force people to be something they are not or something they don't want to be, right? Because it's one thing when a person is aware of an issue and it's actually something they're working on and they say, you know what? You're right. I I don't usually remember to check in, but I really want to. So, you know, let me try to keep that in mind. Thank you for bringing that to my attention, right? It's one thing when it aligns with what the person desires for themselves versus trying to change someone who really doesn't want to be this thing you are wanting them to be, yes? So uh, I want us to know uh, that loving and relationships can be very beautiful and at the same time, they force us to look at ourselves, right? To be honest with ourselves and to be honest with the other person so that we can move in truth and in authenticity. 
I know it can be challenging on the journey and some of you may be in a space of healing. And so I invite you, I invite you to give yourself compassion to see what you learned about yourself from that circumstance, what you need and what you want and carry that wisdom with you as you're going forward. And if you're still in the relationship, I invite you to create space in the relationship for you all to be honest with each other, not with accusation, but with invitation. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. <laughs>